Hello and welcome to the Graceful Growth Podcast, a show where I talk about the real, raw, and vulnerable aspects of life. I am your host, Brianna Bana, and thank you for being here. Whether you are new or a returning listener, I'm grateful you decided to spend some time listening to me. Let's get to the growth. Hello and welcome to episode nine. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest with me here today. It is none other than my wonderful mother. Um, Say hello, mom. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today I want to talk about the soft girl era. I'm sure that you guys have seen that on TikTok and I just kind of wanted to talk about what that means to me and everything. But as you guys know, of course, We have to start all of our guests off with the quick six. So I could talk forever about how wonderful my mom is, but I'm definitely biased. So we're going to give her idea. We're going to get her ideas of herself. So quick six, mom, who are you? I am Lorena Denise Augustus, and I am the daughter of Ruth Johnson and Kenneth Johnson. And I am the mom of Brianna and Lorenzo. (laughs) Uh, my pride and joy, and uh, I'm a uh, ele- uh, intermediate school principal, and um, I love what I do. I love being a mother. I love being a principal, and I'm just a a person who wants to see everybody grow around me. That's who I am. In a nutshell, I mean, I could talk more about who I am, but uh, since this is my first time doing a podcast with my child I don't know exactly (laughs) how deep she wants me to go into who I am but that's in a nutshell who I am yes we'll get there that was a good answer very very proud of where you came from very proud of my beginnings yes so tell us then on that note of your beginnings what is the hardest thing that you could probably think to mind that you've accomplished uh just being a a parent uh being a mom um you know um Having children is, has always been something I aspired to do as a uh, teenager. I said, oh, I want to have four kids. <laughs> and when you're a teenager and you're looking at the world, you think everything is what you say it's going to be. And it is going to happen when you say it's going to happen. And that didn't happen. So when I finally became a mother, uh, that was the toughest thing because you have to look at life uh, not just for yourself anymore, but you have to look and make decisions based on this new life you have. So I think that's the uh, most challenging, hardest thing that I've accomplished, but the most rewarding and greatest thing that I've accomplished. My goodness. So this is new for me, guys. I tell you all the time that I'm transparent on here, but um, this is an exciting episode for me as well because I get to hear perspectives from my mom that I've not really ever heard before because we've not sometimes chatted about this. I know she loves being a mom, but... It's interesting to hear her in this light as well. So I'm, I'm getting a little eye open and you guys are lucky I'm sharing her with you. But um, anyway, <laughs> what is something that you would tell your younger self? Uh, so when, when I hear a question about that, because you know, that's, that's a question that is asked of celebrities mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, people who are uh, advanced in the world as far as uh, fame is concerned. 
and they tell their younger selves to uh, not care about what other people think. Mm -hmm. But I already was that person that a lot of times I didn't um, give a shit what people thought about me. So I did my own thing. And then there came a time where I did start caring what, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this or do this. And I think I would tell my younger self to uh, continue to to be true to who you are. Uh, I always used to say, say what you mean and mean what you say. And also, uh, to thine own self, be true. Know thyself and to thine own self, be true. And don't ever go away from that. And I think uh, as a young adult, you get away from that because you um, we didn't have social media back in the day to uh, always have to be evaluated or judged or Mm -hmm. uh, comparing your life and self to others but we were out in the world and you do that you know you think about you know being in college and I get to college and I have to graduate in four years and then I got to get this job I have to get this car and marry and do this and then when you don't do that you start not doing how I started where I didn't give a shit about what people thought Mm -hmm. or anything like that so I would tell my younger self to continue to do that because I think that uh, that, you know, caused angst and, and anxiousness and uh, comparisons and self-doubt that didn't need to be there. And so I would tell my younger self to, to hold true to what my younger, younger self yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> wanted to, to be and do. Is there like a time that you can pinpoint where you feel like you started kind of drifting away from like your younger self and not really like caring what others felt or did it just kind of like over time come like it, it came and went okay uh so uh so when i was younger i remember very distinctly being in the second grade and i had these new shoes and i was so happy and proud of my new shoes so i wanted you know as a child you want everybody to see your mm-hmm. new things and you're walking around and and i i happened to walk up on these girls i guess i was trying to impress mm-hmm and they were talking about me and it mm. just hurt my heart so bad as a seven, eight year old. Yeah. So then it kind of like gave me that, you know, attitude that I don't give a, you know. Yeah. And uh, so second grade, third grade, fourth grade, then um, I, I was like that. And then um, when I turned probably 14 or 15, um, even though I would, you know, classify myself as a introvert uh introvert or social learner social loner sorry um my uh family used to call me motor mouth because when i get going i can talk a lot Mm -hmm. and it just kind of hurt my heart to be for them to tease me Mm -hmm. um about talking so i just got quiet and stopped talking yeah and so at 15 my aunt was like niecy you you know i don't like this i don't Mm -hmm. like you like this i like you and I, now I think to myself, well, stop talking about me yeah. with my family. Stop right. talking about those attributes and teasing me because you tease me into silence. Yeah. And so that's when I would say it left. And then again, it came back when you start dating and doing things. Yeah. I came back and I, I stayed to like, I didn't give a for a really long time, I think. Again, when it was like, oh, that you got to get married time when you get 24, 25. <laughs> yeah. You, you start getting there again. Mm-hmm. But from 15 on, going to college, I like, I, and I'm glad that at that time, because I really got to know myself. So, yeah. uh, that was a fun time in my life after I got over that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you have any concerns for the future right now? I do. You know, of course, being in education mm-hmm. um, and being in the, the belly of education, because I'm at and always have been as a leader at uh, schools that need improvement and schools where uh, the socioeconomic is low and, and I'm seeing every ill of society uh, and the, the, the children from the, the people who are struggling or having a hard time with whatever. And what we're doing in education where we're continuing that, uh, we call it accountability, but it really is comparing the haves and the have-nots mm-hmm. and wanting the have-nots to do what the haves can do and thinking that throwing money uh, or funding or, or different things will give the have-nots the same sensibilities and feeling of safety that someone who lives in the suburbs have. And there's just no way you can provide that feeling of safety, belonging, and care. And we're continuing to do things where we compare and evaluate the kids and make them feel less than. We compare and evaluate the teachers and make them, when they can't make those those growth uh, or achievement uh, uh, milestones, and of course, administrators, which I'm one, and and school districts, you know, because mm-hmm. the school district I am that will go unnamed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> people, of course, could Google it and see once they see my name. Um, it's hard to compare a district like that to a Katie, even though we we have some kids that are accomplishing great things and doing a lot of things. But I just think it concerns me that public ed is, especially in Texas has become so much about money and politics Mm -hmm. and um, the kids are going to suffer for that. And that's what I do this for is the kids. So that concerns me. Uh, And my hope is that um, we will have some people who stand up for the kids of Texas and just the kids that are are not going to benefit from some of the decisions we're making in public ed. So I've obviously been kind of, you know, viewing this adjacent because you've been in education my whole life. Um, do you think that social media um, and kind of do you think that that has made things worse in the in terms of like comparing um, like being able to see um, kind of like a widespread of like other schools and other districts and what they're able to do and what these kids are able to accomplish and what kind of like is put on a pedestal per se in mm. that not really. No, I wouldn't say so. Um, the way I look at it, some people may say it's racist or mm-hmm. uh, say that, um, you know, people of color or black people always have this axe to grind about this particular topic. Mm-hmm. But when you um, uh, communicate to the world that people of color do worse and you have quote unquote data to show that, then you are then telling those people of color, you're less than you. Yeah. And when you tell people they're less than, and then you give them data to show that they're less than, then they function less than. Yeah, they start to believe that because that's what you're showing them. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that that you know plays a part. Mm-hmm. And because we as educators know know it plays a part, that's why we get in here, and that's why I tell people, guys, we want to show people we can do this. Mm-hmm. So even though uh, in some ways. You don't, you know, you don't like the accountability system, but that's what's being um, publicized and communicated. And I don't want kids and people of color to feel like because they speak a different language or they're a different color or they come from poverty that they can't do what others can do. But sometimes they just don't have the same things 
that others have that give you that great head start in life. Yeah. So so I think social media doesn't do anything more than what we've always done because right. the information and accountability scores have always been reported and it's always been out there on the news and mm-hmm. different places that oh these kids are worse. And then if you go to different neighbors in different places, kids that are in greater neighborhoods know that they have more. Yeah. Uh, they they know when they go and play a game, mm-hmm. a sport. Uh, I remember when you were in school mm-hmm. and you you almost got cursed out at a yes. volleyball game <laughs> because you you made a comment about the girls at this particular school. Oh, we're gonna beat them because they were black girls and they didn't have. And I said, you know, I had to get you and say, hey, yeah. we're not doing that. Uh, you don't do that. And and you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, you didn't you didn't you didn't know that you had all these things and and your skill level, even though your athleticism may not have been better. Your skill set was better because you you guys had more in this community than this right. particular community that you were playing against. So uh, I think it, you know, it it, it just happens uh, at a, a larger global level when you look at achievement in academics. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that 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 incident that you're talking about, I think, was my first like kind of eye opening of first of all recognizing my privilege, but then also mm-hmm. just seeing like. You know, if if somebody else, you know, you put two people, identical twins, if you put them in a different environment, one where they have more resources and they have, you know, the, I forget what the hierarchy is called of needs, um, but if they have, Less goals, high, yeah, hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. if they have more from that pyramid that they're able to do better and then, you know, you put that identical twin, if you will, in a different position, they're not going to turn out the same, even though right. they essentially are the same. Um, and that that was for me at a very young age, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe 14 ish mm-hmm. where I was like, yeah. OK, like you need to recognize that you you are very privileged in this mm-hmm. and um, privileged in more ways. than Because when you look at the hierarchy of needs, it's not all about money. Mm-hmm. It's about having food, shelter mm-hmm. and love. But a lot of times when you live in poverty, sometimes people are working so hard to provide the other things, the, 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 the home, the, the paying the bills, making sure there's food on the table, that they're spent by the end of the day. So right. that love and that hug that, you know, they would be able to uh, give. They're so worn out and tired. Yeah. They love their kids, but sometimes it's not about that. And then just right. doing things with uh, their kids. So you had that. You, you, we knew how important that was to provide that for you. So you did have that. And uh, I think... Uh, Sometimes you have some kids in some great neighborhoods that where their parents have money, but they don't meet their needs in some of those mm-hmm. other areas. And you see some deficits with them when you're in school right. as well. So definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so passionate, mama. Um, <laughs> do you have any goals in the future that you would like to share with the audience? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I can share some, you know, transition. Um, I don't want to call it retirement because there's been this uh, conversation uh, that I've been having with myself, with other people. And a lot of times when you're getting ready to do that next big thing in life, you're not really supposed to talk about it. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) we've been talking about this uh, 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 retirement. You know, my kids are ready for me to retire. They said you've given 30 years to education. That's enough. But I'm going to call it transition. And my goal is to... Some of those things that I always wanted to do that I, I 
took a different path mm-hmm. and you know became a teacher then you know an administrator I can do some of those things one of the things I always have wanted to do is you know uh, get into fitness heavier I've mm-hmm. done the fitness thing before and been really really fit but I always kind of wanted to be a, a, a trainer um, you know and train I love possibly training adolescents so doing that and then one of my goals is to take care of me and do whatever I want to do yeah and I think that's a great goal and I think that sometimes we always got we always set a goal where you have some kind of little gold star you're supposed to be achieving because I did this and I did that. Mm-hmm. Well, God dang it, I don't want to do nothing. That's my goal. <laughs> Rest. I have, I have worked my butt off in any job that I've had since I was 16. And, you know, 40 years later, why can't I just have a goal of just saying, you know what, I want to uh, get up in the morning at 5 o'clock, go to the gym, go go grocery shopping, come home, go in my garden, do this. Or I want to get up this morning and I want to have a cup of coffee, uh, smoke a cigar, and watch something uh, that I want to watch, a movie, go visit my daughter, go volunteer. So really my goal is to do some stuff that, like I said, that I've, I've, you know, I wanted to do that I didn't get an opportunity to do. But then just do what I want to do is taking care of me. And, and every day that may look different. Every week mm-hmm. it may look different. Every month, year, it may look different. So that's my goal for myself, and I think it's a wonderful goal. Yes, <laughs> you. I know that's my mother has like just. I think that she can do literally anything. She is. I feel the DIY queen. Uh, hopefully, she doesn't <laughs> mind me saying this. But yes, I, my mom grinds her own meat. She makes her own syrups. She figured out how to make vanilla extract, like just whatever butter, her heart desires. Yeah, butter. Pasta mix. Yep. Whatever her heart desires, she's going to figure out how to do it and, um, and grow things, grow my yep. own salad and tomatoes and, oh, and yeah. it's fun. peppers and yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> so I, I really like that and just making things and I just think I'm at a great time in my life and I don't think getting old should be like, oh, I got to stop doing this. Just because mm-hmm. I stopped doing this particular job that I have, then I do something else. And then, just to be honest, sometimes I love being in a building with kids mm-hmm. so much. Sometimes I go, I ain't going to never, ever leave that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be a principal forever. And then, uh, you know, so some days I think about that because I really, really do love the kids. Yeah. But I'm sure that you'll be able to, as creative as you are, I'm sure you'll be able to find something to where you can still implement something like that in your life without, per se, having to clock in quote unquote Mm -hmm. every single day Mm -hmm. um to do that and it'll probably bring some of the joy um Mm -hmm. some more joy into Mm -hmm. it yeah Mm -hmm. and then um we chatted about this a little earlier so i'm curious to what your full answer will be now but tell us about a time that you let doubt cloud you (laughs) (laughs) um gosh you know that i I said every day that i let (laughs) doubt cloud me uh I, i think when gosh that's that's just a hard question because i let doubt cloud me and i talk myself down a lot and that's so bad and i know it's so bad i'm doing it right now by saying it's so bad but i think uh when there have been a couple of times where i just was like you know what i want to do something different i've been at these schools that you know require school improvement and again you're judged all the time mm-hmm. you know and because i'm just the 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 i'm a rule follower 
I'm a go to work kind of person and I really don't let a lot of personal stuff that people are going through get to me. And uh, sometimes I just want to kind of do something different. And that's when that doubt clouds me where I say they're not going to want to hire me. Somebody's going to tell them something bad about me and they're mm -hmm. not going to. And, you know, I, I let doubt cloud me when I'm really a, a very good leader. I'm great at uh, having ideas. I'm great at creating systems. Uh, I'm at work, you know, every day. And I think I'm the kind of person who, if there's uh, something I need to learn in order to do my job more efficiently, I, I'm able to do that. But then when it's time for me to go say, you know what, I think I, I, I think I can do this other job. Just even getting the, um, letting the doubt get away, get, get out of my way to where I would even apply for jobs. I don't, um, never put my name in the hat. Uh, but I let doubt cloud me about doing other things because of, you know, overthinking how people feel. So I think where I said I have those ebbs and flows where uh, I don't give a, And when I get to the where I don't give a, that's when I don't let doubt cloud. Mm -hmm. And I think I've been more successful when I just know and value what I can bring to the table. Yeah, but it's hard when you're in the position and you're the only person there that holds your role. I'm the only person in the building that's yeah. the principal. Right. There's not another person who does what I do in mm -hmm. the building that I can go talk to. Right. And and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about this. There are people who are in the building and they can give me advice, but they can't give it from the position that I'm in. Right. And sometimes you need that. And not even other principals because I... They're I, not in that building. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think that if you're not in education, maybe this is not something that you understand, but I've seen you at different buildings and I recognize like not only are the kids different, of course, but also the, the teachers that are there, the administrators that are there, the the other professionals that are there, they're all different. And all those schools have a different culture. If you, anyone in the audience, if you think about your high school and compared to like your rival high school, y'all are not the same. No. So imagine what that principal is going through at that school. There's not anyone that they can talk to about that. Even if the school is quote unquote similar, it's still not the same. Right. And even, you know, you can't even, I, I'm sure you could, but going to principals that were there before, the culture is still different mm -hmm. in that there was a different era, there was a different time. Like, you're, you can't talk to a principal at your school currently that went through COVID at the building because no, it was no, you. No, like, <laughs> Right. Like, and, and, and two, the people who, uh, that, that are superintendents or uh, area soups or uh, deputy superintendents or instructional coordinators or just different people that had different roles mm -hmm. at COVID time. Yeah. Even though they had to go through their own thing, they have no idea what it's right. like to be the principal of the building. And I tell you, they recognize that. Yeah. They're not walking around saying that, oh, if I had been there, I would have done this. They have no idea what it's like. They know it's hard. But just coming back from it and trying to get back to that place has been a, a challenge. I, I would uh, say that. But, you know, again, back to the doubt clouding you. Again, I feel like when you're the leader, and, and you can apply this to any organization, when you're the leader of Walmart, you're the leader of the, the free world, the, the president of the United States, mm -hmm. you are going to be judged for every decision that yep. you make, and you will be judged by people who are not sitting in your seat. Correct. And so a lot of times, uh, you know, Brene Brown uh, has a, a book, where she talks about um, people sitting in judgment because they're sitting in the seats. 
Mm-hmm. They're not in the arena. Correct. On the Men floor. In the arena. Yep. In the fight. But when you are away from the fray, mm-hmm. you're you're able to. Uh, you can see. You have a better. You have a view. Yeah. That they don't have. And people are, are are very good at critiquing when they have a better view of something and then don't understand, well, I don't have the same view of you. I'm not looking on top of it, but I'm in the fight way harder than you could ever be. Yeah. And so that's what I think about being a leader of an organization. So uh, so so that that's a hard thing to do. And it's like being an actor or actress. You're always being judged right. for your performance or your what you're doing in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. You may have to edit some of that out. Oh. <laughs> I was kind of rambling right there. No, I ramble on here all the time. It's fine. Um, but now we are going to take a little break before we get into the real content of what we are chatting about today, which I have a lot to go off of based on some of your answers. So we will be right back. All right. And we are back. So soft girl era. What does that have you heard of that? I've not. When you mentioned it before, I thought to myself, well, I'm a TikTok queen. And I haven't seen that on TikTok. So talk to me about what this soft girl era is. So I, it's been a couple of things. And it's funny because um, I have a friend who I know is going to be very excited to listen to this episode because she knows you personally and mm-hmm. would love to hear your take on this. Okay. Um, but it kind of started off as like the soft girl era of like, kind of like minimal makeup and um you know not that your hair's not done but it's not extravagant you're not dressing extravagant or anything like that but then I started to see a a different side of it where it was like as a soft girl I need to rest like I'm not I'm not being the strong friend anymore where y'all don't check up on me or I'm not being that strong employee anymore where you know, I say yes to everything and I just do, 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 and I don't have a boundary and kind of like the setting of boundaries and, you know, making sure that you tell people no, um, you know, to, to hold those boundaries and everything like that. And kind of, it flipped more or less, like not so much aesthetics, but more of like, okay, mentally, emotionally being a soft girl, like not, you know, the state not like, being a hard girl or yeah, strong girl. Yeah, yeah. like strong or hard and like more being instead of doing like the embracing more of your feminine energy versus like the masculine energy of having to like take charge and be in control and everything like that. Um, and so we chatted the other day um, before I think I even told you that I wanted to do this. Um, and we talked about you and how you are a strong woman and that, you know, all my friends, you know, upon meeting you, they're like oh my God, we love Bree's mom. Like she is amazing. She just, she gives me like that. She's a strong woman. Like she's independent. And, um, I always wondered, I'm like, I wonder how she feels about that. Cause like my friends put that label on her and they don't really know her like that. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. Okay. Um, so a lot of, a lot of stuff swirling in the, <laughs> the air about that, because of course, as my daughter, we talk a lot about the the strong girl and taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. I I feel like I al- always try to make sure you knew how to take care of yourself and not just take care of yourself like maintenance right because uh, uh, I we we had a conversation about this and I don't go to anything and look up anything I have my own 
way I think about self-care. Mm-hmm. And I said a long time ago, I believe I was in my mid-30s. And I said this out loud. I don't know to whom. I don't remember. But I said, being selfish gives me uh, the ability to be selfless. And so I've always felt like uh, I have have been that person. And I think that that's strength to be able to say no. Mm. I, I don't have a problem if I don't want to do or be to tell you, no, I'm not going. No, uh, if I don't want to talk to you, I'm not answering my phone. And I'm not going to tell you why. Because yeah. I don't have to. Right. And so I think there's strength in that. So when you talk about being soft, I think the strength of softness helps you be soft. So, um, you know, and, I, and that, that may not make a lot of sense. This is my first time talking about it. And, you know, I'm very quick with it. Yes. And when I say quick with it, I mean quick <laughs> with it, but quick with it. Yes. So when I say it, it kind of is like a double entendre. I think that's what they call that. The twos. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I, I think that as, uh, and you didn't say this, so I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know your audience, but as a, a woman of color mm-hmm. or a black woman or African-American woman or what you say, we are have to be, uh, if, if I was to draw a image I would draw black women at the bottom and we hold in every other race, every other gender, transgender, whatever you want. We holding everybody on our shoulders and on our back mm-hmm. because sometimes people put us at the bottom. We always have to explain why we mad. Mm-hmm. We have to explain why we think the way we think, why we want to wear what we wear, mm-hmm. how we move. Yeah. We're always explaining it to people, and we don't have to explain it. So I think right now, this soft movement that you speak of mm-hmm. is because we tired. Yeah. We tired. Yeah. <laughs> we tired of having to explain ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it, there's strength in softness. Yes. There's strength in saying... Today, uh, we always have to be made up because people think we ugly. We always, uh, we always have to, um, you know, you, 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 we always have to be done up because people think we come from poverty. We look poor. And so we have to wear the designer. We have to do this because people think we're the poor, especially if you're a dark black, black yeah, woman. That, now, yeah. if you're a mixed black woman, sometimes there's a little softness that already goes with being that. So, and that's just my experience in the world. And I don't know the lighter skinned woman's experience in the Mm -hmm. world, but everybody always thinks I'm a harder person. I get it all the time Mm -hmm. being a, a, especially I'm a tall black woman who exudes confidence, I think, because people tell me that. People treat me hard. Yeah. Even it doesn't matter how I soften everything up, they treat me hard. So I think that the pressure of always having to be on. And always having to prove has made us say, you know what, I can't, I can't do it no more. Yeah. And I'm not going to do it. And it's strength in being soft. Yeah. So I think that this soft movement, um, I would just, if, if I was on TikTok or anything like that, stop announcing it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to put a stop, label on stop it. Stop announcing just do. it. Yeah. Just, just, just do it. And you're not soft if you got to explain right. why you doing it. Yeah. You 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 you're not being soft. You're still doing the exact same thing that we're trying to get away that from. That you're trying to get away yeah. from 
when you start saying, well, let me tell my husband that, hey, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to cook dinner anymore every night. We're going to have to divide this up. We're going to have to, hey, I'm not going to ask, hey, I'm not going to do, hey, just do. Yeah. And don't explain. And, um, and I think we do need to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think we need to um, think about a boundary. And what you're not going to tolerate and what you are going to embrace. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I have to get some more thought on this uh, to, to be soft. So I want to touch on something that you said, because this is, again, something that we have talked about in length, but I want to share with other people. Um, being selfish in order to be selfless. I would love for you to dive into more of what you mean by that i know what i what you mean by that but i want it in your words um and and you know some people may not think it's selfish but i Mm -hmm. think i need to think about myself in all arenas yeah i need to think how i you know when i get to the weekend on saturdays and sundays and sometimes people are wanting to say hey let's go do this and let's go do that um and um i don't want to some people might say that's selfish. She's not going to go to this event. That person supported her, but now it's her turn to go and she's being selfish because she doesn't want to go. Well, I might have had a week that you didn't know about mm-hmm. where all these things went on. So in order for me to give to you the next time you need it or when you really need it, then I might have to take care of me during that time. And sometimes nobody knows what that looks like when you need to take care of you so that you can be present. And I just think about different things in my life. And when I was, you know, when you guys were kids and you were at home, I didn't want to go do everything because I already had spent as much as I could working. Yeah. And so whatever I had left, if I kept giving to everybody else, then I didn't have anything for me or you. And, and and your brother and your dad at the time. So I just think sometimes you have to be selfish so you can take the best care of you. And then you have, you can be selfless at that at point. Then, right. then I got you. Yeah. Then I can do all those other things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it may be needed to be, you know, a phrase and may need to be coined or um, maybe worded differently. But that's how I looked at it at that time in my life. Yeah. Now I look at it as what, what people are saying. I set boundaries. Yes. You know, yes. back then we, we weren't talking about boundaries. Right. You know, that's 20 years ago. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was 30, some, 34, 35 years old. You were, you know, a, a, you know, a little girl and I and you always were with me. You know, I took you everywhere on the weekends. I was always home on the weekends and we were always, you know, if if a friend said, come on, let's go out to eat. I didn't do that. Oh, it's a girl. No, my baby's coming with me uh, because this is my time with her. Yeah. And and if she can't come, I'm not coming. Yeah. You know, so I, I just think that it looks different for different people. Right. Some people get energy from being out and about. I don't yeah. get energy from that. Even though you hear the motor mouth because I'm talking. And again, <laughs> I may be rambling a little bit. You may have to edit a little bit. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but because of the jobs I've held, I've not ever had a, a loan job, if, if, yeah. if you will. 
uh, when I my first job was working in the hospital, mm-hmm. and and I was in food service with my mother, and then I was at service merchandise, and and it was retail and and, mm-hmm. and customers, and then I was a teacher. So every job I had didn't require me to be by myself. It requires me to be with people and give. So when and also with home, a good attitude. Yes, like, I've always. You're right. <laughs> and, that that's a good. Uh, so customer <laughs> service has always been my thing, and I've mm-hmm. always been you know great at that. So if I'm doing that all the time, by the time I get home, I, I I don't have anything left. And so so I can give everybody else more. I have to be that like selfish. Like, no, I don't want to talk to you right now. I would come home and tell you I don't talk to me for 15 minutes. I was minutes. just about to say, no, my mom used to, when she got home, she would be like, I need 15. And mm-hmm. we could not ask her anything. And, and not even like, uh, oh, she didn't want to pay attention to us, but just that moment of like, I need to debrief from the day that I've had. Uh-huh. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, no, I, I can't ask my mom for anything for the next unless 15 minutes. Emergency. Unless it's an emergency. Because y'all was just like, whoa. Yeah, I we was were like, just trying man. to talk about our day yes. and trying to, you know. But, she, but I wanted to listen. Yeah. Yes. I wanted to be able to hear you. And with a good attitude, she wanted yes. to listen. And so um, by the time I like picked you up and, and got you because I was close, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I had to drive 40 minutes to come and get you. Yeah. So and, and then, too, I still was doing my day because people were still talking to me, calling yep. you know, all that. Yep. So by the time y'all got in the car, somebody still was talking to me mm-hmm. and doing that. So when we got to the house, the house was like, OK, who I'm at home. Let right. me have 15 minutes. Yep. Let me think about what I'm going to cook real quick. Mm-hmm. And I do a 30 minute meal. So 15 minutes of that time was let me be in this kitchen and get y'all dinner started. Yeah. And then we got to that table and it's like, okay, now tell me about your day, girl. Yeah. Uh, or, or you got, and then when y'all got older and y'all were already at home, uh, then it was like, give me a, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. But y'all questions was like, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. Like I need this signed, and I need like <laughs> I need this packed, and I need this for yes, this project. Yes, and, like yeah. give me a minute, y'all give me a minute. <laughs> and so now I still give myself a minute. Um, I usually go into the kitchen and either like start cooking something. Not by myself. I still give myself some time because a lot of times I'm still talking to people on the way home that I didn't get to talk to, like. You know, some of my girlfriends, you know, I'm not at a job where I can just get on the phone and have conversations with right. people. So on the way ride home, that's when I talk to people and into the house. And sometimes I'm just like, let me get off this phone. Yeah. And I just need them, you know, need that minute. So, yeah, that's a lot. Please make sure you edit some of this. No, mom, stop saying that. And I'm going to keep this in here of me telling you guys because she does this often. Um, but anyway, I wanted to say, too, that... I say that cliche things are cliche for a reason is because they're true. Um, but you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're doing things that are, you know, draining to you, how can you give to other people? Um, and I feel like that is what you just explained. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and then I wanted to talk about just from my perspective of, you know, you telling your friends, like, you know, I'm bringing my daughter with me because this is the time that I get to spend with her I think that that went such a long way, one, because I got quality time with you, but two, I also saw, my mom compliments me this on this all the time, but I have wonderful boundaries with my work life. Mm-hmm. I, when it is four o'clock, I'm <laughs> not on the computer anymore. I'm not continuing to work because 
I got an example of like, okay, when I, I'm done, like I'm spending time with my family now, I'm spending time with my kids right now, is from my perspective oh, okay, because I, I feel I don't think I yeah, gave a good because I work at home all the time. Like now, <laughs> you just asked me, are you working? Yeah, I'm answering emails. I haven't even done any emails today. But you're talking with me right now. I am, and, <laughs> and, and that's so crazy you say that because I actually was talking to a coworker today that she actually's retired and she's coming back and doing a little work at the district and she said Lorena when are you going to retire and then we started talking and um, I said well you know my son's still in college you know I'm trying to figure those things out and I said my daughter uh, recently moved back so we got to spend time together and she came to the house last night and I said well you watch this we we watch this program and I said well I'm going to answer some emails while you watch this and she just looked at me and said mom you have a toxic relationship with your job (laughs) and she said oh I'm gonna use that (laughs) and I said you know what my daughter she's 26 and she's amazing when she came when she comes home to visit when she used to live in Austin she would come home and visit and she didn't even bring her work computer or Mm-mm. her her cell phone <laughs> with her because she was not going to do work. She was on vacation. Mm-hmm. And I said, I so admire that in her because I can't think of a time, first of all, that I've taken a vacation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> unless it was a quick like trip or something. Yeah. So that's where I'm not good um, with that. I'm good with day to day selfish selfishness, but not like, okay, it's the summertime I'm about yeah. to do. And I'm almost always gonna have uh, 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 my computer my work and or it's on my phone and you don't have that you separate that you're not you don't have work emails on your phone so I have some growing to do in that but it's it's you know I'm almost finished with my career so I'm probably not gonna get better before I end this but if I do another job I will be so much better at that yeah but I think again like you said before I'm in customer service right so it's a little harder my, to do. Yes, my customers are kids. Yeah, uh, my customers are, are are staff that you know maybe need responses or different things, and they don't they don't they don't know that I I maybe I wasn't in the building until um, twelve thirty, and then they if they see me at twelve thirty one, they're talking to me like they I've been in the building the whole day, yeah. and I have to kind of look at them and go, I just got here. Can I get a minute? <laughs> So I have to tell them, I, I need a minute, guys. I need a minute. Yeah, so, just yeah. like with us. Yes. yes. Um, and this could probably be a whole nother topic that I kind of got the idea of while talking to you. Um, just because I'm also curious about this, just being a woman and I'm, I'm getting close to a time of where I'm like, okay, actually thinking about motherhood and it's not like a fantasy anymore. It's like, okay, this really could be real. Um it's okay that you don't have it all figured out because even though this is not something that you practice, I still got that from you. Like I, you still taught me enough about the boundary to have at work and, mm-hmm. and spending that quality time, even though it's not something that you feel like you practice well, you still gave it to me. I so, feel. Yeah. And you know, my mom used to always say every generation should do better than the one before. Mm-hmm. She really was, you know, I think talking about, you know, the education and making sure that, Okay, uh, if I get a college a college degree, you definitely have to get that, and then some. So we've done that, but I think better also means with how we relate mm-hmm. uh, in in whatever relationship you're going to have. It, it also means how you treat yourself, mm-hmm. and so I think 
I always wanted you to make sure you treated yourself well. Yes. So I always try to teach you things of how to take care of yourself, how to take time out of your day or your week. Make sure your nails are done. Make sure you do this. And it's not about that being overdone like you spoke of before, Mm -hmm. but doing it because you like it. And you like how your nails look when they're done. And you like how your hair looks because I'm a fan of doing it up. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like an obligation. It's more just like setting aside that time, like you said, to... Okay, I am pouring back into me so mm-hmm. that I am able to be my best self to mm-hmm. other people. And, and not just in like romantic relationships, but with my friends at work, you know, with you, with my brother, um, mm-hmm. things Are your like best that. self for yourself. Or for myself, because yeah. Because I just know that um, when I go and uh, when I get my hair cut, when I look, I just feel better mm-hmm. about how I move around the world. Yeah, or move in my, in my circles or, or whatever. And I could put. I I remember uh, in my younger years, and I don't know that maybe is about the not being so hard. Mm-hmm. I never left the house without makeup on. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Now you're talking about a thing where that softness is that I can just put my face out there with however I woke up and mm-hmm. however I look. I don't I don't know if that's soft. I really mm-hmm. think that's hard and strong. Yeah. That you don't. So I don't I don't you know, I'm gonna think a lot about this softness and you know, I'm probably gonna look it up on TikTok so I can see what you young folk are saying about it. But I, I just think that it's it's calling being soft, I think maybe a play on being feminine and yes. being um, not like I got to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. Right. Uh, so what does that look like? Yeah. And I think it looks different for everyone. So Correct. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to, to spend some time thinking on that. What, what's what it means to be soft. Cause the way you're describing it to me is strength, you know, and, I, I that I find it crazy that you say that because I've not thought of it before that way. But it did make me realize when I have seen this this soft girl trend, um, the kind of two ways that I have seen it has there's definitely a difference in when I have seen um, people who are not black talk about it and what that means to them and it does and I'm not trying to you know generalize I'm sure that there are some other creators that um have a different opinion but at least from what I've seen in my page a lot of uh the creators who are not black it is more of an aesthetic thing and when I see the black girls talking about it it is more of like an internal how I'm like kind of revamping how I want myself to be perceived so that I can, like we talked about, set those boundaries with other people so that I'm not, you know, draining myself in, in, in these toxic relationships, maybe with work or with my friends or with a partner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to talk about, you said that you are a strong woman. I don't know if you said this on this podcast, but we talked about this. You said that you are a strong woman. Is that something that you feel you intentionally like try to portray or is that a label maybe that others put on you at some point? First, I don't remember saying, hey, I'm a strong woman. No, not like that. Not <laughs> so, like that. Um, not like that. So I don't, yeah. So <laughs> it I, wasn't I like that. Don't, I, don't, I, I just think that, um, gosh, when... And I cannot, for the life of me, remember a setting 
but people would always say stuff about me being the leader of the group or mm-hmm. whatever. And I would go, no, I don't want to lead the group. <laughs> I'm not a collaborator. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my strength mm-hmm. because I'm so analytical and reflective uh, mm-hmm. before I want to do put, put out some, some creative type things. Yeah. So working in a group on the spot is not one of the things that I excel in. I excel in like, give me a task and then I get to go and think about it and, and, and then come out with it. But other people mm-hmm. used to see me as this leader because I I never I never aspired to be a principal. Right. I, when I got the job as a teacher, that's where I thought I was going to. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to be a 30 year teacher, and other people would say things to me, so I didn't know that I moved in that way. Right. I've always been tall. Right. I've always been dark skinned and I didn't know. That that equated to you, you have to be this strong, such, you know, type person. Mm -hmm. So other people, how I was perceived in the world, thought that of me. And then the way I was about, I guess, when when you give me a task to do, I'm going to try to do it at this excellent level. Mm -hmm. And other people see that and they go, oh, wow. And they and, and I think it came from that. Yeah, I think it came from also. When we talked before about the, um, the, when I go, I go in and out of, I don't give a, Mm -hmm. about what people think. I think people see that as strong. Yeah. Because being, you know, going to college and at the time that I went to college, being preppy was very in, wearing penny loafers and Mm. button downs and the, the, the Izod or the polo shirt. Yeah. was very in, you know, going to get your hair cut and, you know, as a, you know, all that stuff was in. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm mm-hmm. doing this. I didn't know at the time the fact that I would say, I'm not going to wear this, do this. Follow those I'm, trends. Yes. Yeah. I was not a follower of trends. I was very nonconformist mm-hmm. in some of my thoughts and opinions. And I always have been the kind of person who I don't mind sharing my thoughts on something. I didn't know at the time people considered that strong. Yeah. And so I just thought it was being me. So I think a lot of it, I I didn't put on myself, others put on me and how I move in the world. And now I'm thinking too, that may have been, and this is just me speculating, almost a reflection of maybe what they felt of themselves or the opposite of what they felt themselves. And like, okay, they are following everything. And like, if they feel maybe, I don't want to say weak, because that sounds like it's the opposite of strong. And that's not exactly what I mean here. But um, like, oh, she's not following things. She's so strong. She's so courageous, because maybe they didn't feel that way about themselves if they were following those trends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then it turned into something else. And so my follow up to that is, do you, not that you did anything to do this, but any regrets about, or not regrets, but like, from your perspective, what are the cons of people kind of making those assumptions about you and then thus forth, like treating you that way? Uh, well, if they're cons at all, I'm yeah, they're cons to it because, uh, people in order to, to take themselves off the hook or make themselves be, feel better, uh, people have, uh, I mean, outright said things that aren't true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, sometimes you can be said, oh, you're, she's difficult to work with or she's a challenge to work with or something mm-hmm. like that. 
when it's not that I'm just asking a question and sometimes I'm asking a question because I don't understand Mm -hmm. or it doesn't make sense to me what you want to do or the direction you want to go in and some people take that as you're being defensive when you Mm -hmm. ask questions and when you are when you come into a situation and you're critiquing what's done I can be defensive Mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. so another thing that that can make somebody think i'm being difficult because i might be defensive if you come in and you come in wrong yeah or you come in where you're not trying to seek first to understand mm-hmm. and I, I prefer you to seek first to understand because i'm gonna try to understand but again it's it's a double-edged sword because when i seek to understand and just ask questions like hey well talk to me about that people perceive it in the wrong way so the con to doing it is that the same lips that might ask a question of someone else who is not as that comes out like I come out may they they treat you in that way before you even give them you an opportunity. Um, you know, I was just sharing with you about uh, an incident that happened with the with the dogs at work. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and <laughs> the people the person made an assumption. Why did that person make that assumption? Right. When you've been talking to me and we've had a great relationship for months, almost a year, and the first chance you got, you immediately said, well, she did this to me or she did that. And I don't, that that has more to do with that person than it has to do with me. So so going back to your original question, because I, again, I went down a a path. I think a lot uh, that I've gotten older now, a lot of how people respond has more to do with how they were raised and how they deal with situations than it does with me. So then I have to go back into my, and not that I don't care, Mm -hmm. but that is not my business. Correct. That is not, if you walk around in the world and you get offended by someone asking you a question or somebody following rules or somebody doing that, I can't be bothered by that. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm going to try to be right and do right by people. Right. Be right to people and, 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 and do the, not ha- I have not that I can't be wrong, but I want to be right to the people that yes. I am around and working with. And, you know, in my personal life, I have wonderful friends, great friends. Mm-hmm. Um, in my professional life, I have great colleagues. Uh, but, but it has been, you know, it is hard. You know, yeah. and, and I'm the only reason I don't wear high heels every day because my feet hurt. Yeah. But I love to even be taller and walk into the room. So yeah. imagine this six foot. My yeah. daddy used to call me an Amazon or a thoroughbred and what they call a, a stallion is what yes, he says. So uh, Megan the stallion, that ain't the first person that been called that. My daddy used to say I was a stallion because of my height. Right. And my thickness. So, yeah. Uh, sta- and, and, he, and my dad said uh, again, my dad said things to me. That made me feel better about how I walk into a room. Mm-hmm. He used to say, you're not a follower. You're a leader. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I internalized it. He used to say stuff like uh, association brings about assimilation. Mm-hmm. That's the one I know. And so when he would say that, he was saying to me, don't associate with somebody you don't want to assimilate. Yeah. And so I was real good about not associating with people who I didn't want to be like or that I aspire to. I want to hire, you know, I want to be around people who are smarter than me, that have have accomplished things in life. Uh, and and so I just think that uh, I'm I'm good with how I am. And if I'm if I I'm good and I love who I am, 
then I can't worry about those things that people say. So I'm okay with it. So yeah. there's not a regret. There's right. not a con. It's just a different, more. That's when that self doubt that a you talked about, yeah. the self doubt that mm-hmm. you talked about came in. When I start thinking, well, why is this person doing this and why? And when I get there, that's when that self doubt comes in. Yeah. yeah. And last episode, actually, I recommended a book to the audience that um, you and I have both read, but the four agreements, and right. that one of those agreements is, you know, not to take things personally. And the reason for that being is because that person who is passing judgment on you they're likely not doing it because of something that you did. There's a whole bunch of things that like from their past and their experiences Mm -hmm. and the people who they've talked to that are leading to them, maybe perceiving a situation from you Mm -hmm. in a way that's not reality. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, you know, cousin, my cousin uh, recommended that book and Mm -hmm. and I bought it. As soon as people recommend a book to me, I buy it. Yeah. (laughs) And it sat on the shelf for a long time and I finally read it and it was such an aha. That's why Mm -hmm. I was like, Bree, gotta read this Gotta read this. Yeah. So I am glad you have gotten a hold of the book at this age so you don't spend five to ten years of your life down on yourself about something somebody said or did and it didn't have anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. And if you do do something that is not okay towards someone who you love and want to be around, reconcile it yeah, and then move on. Mm-hmm. I think what a lot of times people do is they feel so bad about a misstep or a mistake that they make that they just harbor on it and they can't move on and you get stagnant and you can't in- enjoy that person anymore because you feel like you wronged them. Yeah. Yeah. Well... That was good, Mom. You gave the people a lot of gems, I think. Don't e- don't you even say. Guys, I'm going to tell you a little uh, anecdotal story about my mother here, and she's going to be maybe a little embarrassed, but I think that my mom is, like, the best cook in the world. And I'm sure that everyone thinks that their mom is the best cook, but no, my mom is really the best cook in the world. But I guarantee every time she makes something maybe new or something that she uh-huh. does. Okay, maybe not every time, but she... chocolate chip bars. <laughs> Man, them bad boys are great. They're good. But a lot of times she will be like, oh, it's not good. It needs some butter or it needs some, some salt. Or it be, not butter. butter, but it needs some more salt or yes. ooh, it's too sweet or something yes, like that. I and do. me and my brother will just look at her like, girl, we finna eat this anyway. And it's always yes. good, but... Yes. My mom does have a tendency sometimes to oh, kind of no. doubt herself I on do. some things, but she's working on it, and that's all we can do. Yes, yes. And I, I've now noticed you've been catching yourself at times. I try because you tell yes. me about it all the time. <laughs> so again, the self doubt, uh, uh, going back to the strong person, like people think when you're the strong person that you're just walking around like you do everything you right all the time. You got the mm-hmm. you got, and I'm not that person. Yeah. It just feels like that because I go to like people say, are you always like this happy and this energetic and you get on the nonsense and I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I be? I have, I don't have a reason to be mad and sad all the time. Not that I don't have the emotion, but I feel like you have to shift how you think about things. Like, not like I got to go to work today. I get to go to work today. Yes. Shifting so if perspective. you shift that perspective and you say, I get to go to work today. And uh, there are some people who there's one young lady at work that I'll say, good morning. How are you today? They'll say, I'm okay. 
And after a while, and this is, she's not the first person that done this. I, and I look at him and, and say, you know, I hate that you're just okay every day. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, what would you like me to say? I said, well, you know, Billy Crystal. And this, any old people in your audience will know <laughs> Billy Crystal. Marvelous. This is my, you know, he's a comedian. And she, so she'll say she's marvelous or she say she's fabulous or magnificent. And I just tell her, if you say it, you're so closer to being it. Then yes. if you keep saying you okay, because mm-hmm. if you okay, it's real easy to get to okay. Yeah, you 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 already there. You woke up today and you got to come to work. You already okay. But if you say I'm fabulous and you're not there yet, man, the 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 climb to it is so much shorter than than where you were. So I right. just believe in just you know taking each day and every day is not a great day. But by the time I get to that job, I got a smile on my face and a song in my heart for for these kids hmm. and. um or or just whatever I'm doing I just think people should say what they want to be ooh say what you want to be the the tongue is powerful the tongue is lit (laughs) (laughs) so um, if you want I know that you are you're not huge on the socials but is do you want people to find you or is there something that maybe you are thinking about doing I'm trying to lead her to tell you guys about it where people can hear more of these gems from Principal Augustus. So, uh, when you talk about goals, that's a goal uh, that I I have, you know, played with having a blog mm-hmm. where I share what I think about things because people often say that, wow, I never thought of that like that. Oh, that's a good perspective. Yeah. All that, you know, and I said to myself, you know what, maybe I need to put some things out. My son told me I need to do TikTok. And mm-hmm. like <laughs> when I come in here and I just decide, you know what, I'm going to make my homemade vanilla extract. I'm, and then I make it. I'm like, I'm never buying vanilla extract again. <laughs> so those kind of things that are little simple things that maybe people want to hear and not so simple things, just like knocking around the house talking about things so yeah i'm thinking i might want to do it and i think that you having your podcast and not saying what you're doing is easy here but it (laughs) seems like it is it is (laughs) and just maybe doing something like this i think would be fun yeah so we may try something out where we uh do do from the principal's office yes i love it i was hoping that you would tell the people about maybe i don't know if i want to do that or (laughs) not that's where that self-doubt comes in huh Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe in you, and I think that it would be awesome because I have very much enjoyed this, and I hope that you enjoyed. It I was too. just getting ready to say this has <laughs> been, you know, the best uh, to come home and, and cook dinner and spend an hour doing a podcast has been very exciting, very good, and to learn how much you just love your mom. Yeah, and you're so proud of I'm me. So proud I'm of very you. proud of you too. So oh, this thanks, has been. Mommy. Very good. Yes. It's, it's like our conversations, though. Yeah. It's like we're it's recording <laughs> a conversation that we have. Yep. Yeah. Except for I don't, I'm not saying as many curse words as I normally would say. If we you did talking. good. You did good. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yes. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you for getting through this. And we will see you next time.